0: Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim, fill that out and that's it. You got me, it's Kim Commando today, and I'm here with you just the facts and tips you need to thrive in our digital world, or as I like to say, to live the best digital life ever. You know, it was just bound to happen. And I always like to start with a fun fact. I mean, why sell something right out when you can make more money by charging a monthly fee? That's happening all over our lives. Just think about all these little monthly charges that look little until you just add them all up. Well, Apple is getting ready to launch a monthly subscription fee. I don't know if you heard about this, for your brand new iPhone. And so instead of spending like $1,000 for a new phone, you can lease it from Apple for about 50 bucks a month. Why? Apple's going to make more money with this new revenue model as they brought in a new marketing team to replace the old one because, after all, every once in a while, you need to have a Apple turnover. <laughs> yes, yes, that's so funny. I know. And welcome to Kim Commando Today because of my successful weekend radio show that's on over 430 stations now. We've launched Kim Commando Today. That's our Monday through Friday edition of Kim Commando and you can also get it as a podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, just search for Commando with a K, of course. You can get Kim Commando today as a podcast. And, of course, you have at least a few questions about something digital. And our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open. And it's at one 825 5254 is the way to join us. And just a quick reminder, if you ever have a question, you can always send me a note. And the best place to leave me your questions is not on social media because there are just so many different channels. I read every single email that you send me over at commando.com. And in the top right hand corner of the homepage, there's a link that says Email Kim, and that's where that magic happens. All right, let's get started with five things that you need to know that's happening in the tech world right now. And at number one, I'm gonna ask you a question Do you really feel safe in an Uber car? And I'm not talking about some crazy driver and traffic accidents. Do you really feel safe? And the reason why I bring this up is that. Even though we're halfway through 2022, Uber has just released safety information for 2020. Yeah, a couple of years ago. And when you hear this, you're going to wonder why Congress isn't demanding the same information from Uber for 2021. Now, remember, in 2020, what happened? Yes, the pandemic hit. And as readership, pardon me, as ridership plummeted during the pandemic, even though people weren't going out, Uber recorded 141 rapes. And 848 other sexual assaults, including what Uber described as non-consensual kissing of a non-sexual body part. What is that about? Okay. Now, Uber says this is actually a decline from 2019 when there were 247 rapes. Okay. All right. Lyft, by the way, they haven't released any reports. So are you really safe in an Uber or Lyft car? So I did a little bit of research. Uh, It was actually my brother-in-law. He's told me the other day, he said, you know, Lyft does background checks, but Uber doesn't. And I said, hey, where would you hear that from? He said, a Lyft driver. "Mm, Okay, well, I did the homework. Now, Lyft and Uber, they both do complete background checks. And they say they're looking for uh, convictions of violent crimes, murder, sexual assault, other serious criminal convictions, pending charges. Uh, They use a service called Checker that uses the same database and records for criminal history. They look at your driving history. And if you have any one of those that you're not going to be able to be an Uber or Lyft driver. But I did see something interesting, that Uber will look at applicant records going back seven years, and after that, they don't go any further. So I would call out to Uber to see if that's really true. Uh, Number two on our list is when a job isn't a job. That's right. Uh, Guess what? Remote work scams are on the rise because no one wants to go back to the office to go back to work. So here's one. Maybe you get an email from UNICEF. And they say, hey, you can work as our executive personal assistant for $400 for eight hours. And you're like, hey, that's really good. Then you start looking at the red flags. First of all, it's an unsolicited email. And then it tells you to fill out a form to learn more. Nothing big, just your name and your email address. But if you fill that out and if you accept the job, the scammers are going to send you a fake cashier's check that looks like you're going to make around $2,000. But what about the children? What about the United Nations Children's Fund? Well, the scammers say, hey, why don't you send them $1,000 from the 2000s so they can buy toys for all the kids in the orphanages? And I know what you're thinking. You know, who is dumb enough to fall for these scams? Well, enough for the FBI to issue a warning. And also, they say that the average loss per victim is $3,000. So don't be gullible. And speaking of the FBI, the FBI raided an alleged spy's apartment in Washington, D.C. when they discovered a portable hard drive labeled... KGB. Whoa. The agent holds it up with a look of confusion and says to the other agent, why wouldn't he just write 1TB? Get it? Like one terrible... Sorry. Geek humor right there. I know. You laughed. Uh, Number three, if you see these emojis, serious stuff, your kids are doing drugs. The DEA put out a guide but what they call the Emoji Drug Code. So it's a list of emojis that teens are using to talk about drugs. So when is a school bus emoji not a school bus? Well... When it's secret code for Xanax, while a blue heart refers to meth. So here are some other codes: a dragon is code for heroin, a snowman is cocaine, P means Percocet, and a four-leaf clover, Hmm, lucky you, that means marijuana. A red maple leaf is the code for all drugs, and you can use them together. So you could say you could put together like a cookie, a snowman, a box, and a parachute, and that would mean a large batch of cocaine has arrived. So I think it's really great that the DEA is on top of things to help us all know what these secret codes mean. But seriously, if the kids are on drugs, I don't think that the parents are actually watching them or checking their phones. And now that the kids know that all these codes are public, they're going to change to something else. And parents, just remember, it's your job to watch what your kids are doing. Uh, Number four on our list is location, location, location. Yes, Some good news for some certain Android phones are going to get a much-needed better location tracker and accuracy. And the bad news, well, what does this really mean for your privacy? So Android phones that have this Qualcomm Snapdragon 8 Gen 1 and Snapdragon 888 chipsets are going to be able to measure location data down within 3 feet or maybe less. So Qualcomm says... Uh, We're not really sure. We're not going to say which Android phones are going to have this. But right now, there are in a few Samsung devices, the Galaxy S21 series, the FE, the Galaxy S Flip 3, Z Fold 3, and the Galaxy S22 lineup. Um, Think about this. This kind of precise tracking is going to help in situations like GPS navigation, of course, and if you're in your car, like lane guidance. But there's always that risk of your privacy, isn't there? you're going to get more invasive targeted advertising. Yeah, it's bound to happen. So don't forget that you can still turn off location tracking for your apps or system-wide on your Samsung Galaxy, your Android phone, also on your iPhone too. So just if you find that this is kind of creeping you out, just turn off that location tracking, which I'll tell you it's a good idea from time to time for you to actually look inside your phone, check your apps, and to see which permissions that you granted when you install the apps, whether you're on iPhone or Android, really, because... None of us ever read the terms and conditions, do we? No. We just say, yeah, I would like that app. I agree. I don't know what I'm agreeing to, but I guess I agree. And finally, number five on your list. Yes, we're still having those Zoom calls, and now they could be even more awkward on purpose. And I don't know if you remember this guy. The Texas lawyer is a while back where he couldn't figure out how to shut down those Zoom filters that turned him into a cat during this virtual court hearing a year or so ago. Well, now we can all do this on purpose. I don't know if you tried this out, but Zoom has some avatars that you can replace your head with, 3D characters that mimic your facial expressions and your movements. Yes, so you could be on a Zoom call and you could be a cow. You could be a bunny. You could be a fox, a dog. And in case you're wondering, yes, you could be a kitty cat. And we're talking about a real professional look here. Uh, you can transform into an animal if you're running the latest version of Zoom on your Windows or Mac. Now, Zoom stresses that facial recognition is not used for the avatars to work, that the effects are only applied when a face is detected on camera, just any old face. And right now, the Zoom avatars are limited to animals, uh, but more avatars are coming. So, I mean, I could see it as a way for a teacher to have fun in the classroom with full of young kids or or maybe not for the next big budget meeting at the office or a CEO coming on board. But couldn't you just just imagine... Like a big-time chief marketing officer showing up on a Zoom call, meaning as a cow. I mean, might be met with utter silence. Yes. Um, Stay right where you are. Coming up, we have all of your great phone calls as well as just a few minutes. One place where an air tag doesn't work, I need to tell you about. We've got five legitimate ways for you to make money. How You can tell if your security cameras have been hacked and then still to come later on this hour – we got a really great tip about the safest way to buy things here on Kim Commando today. Hey, our t Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at 1-888-825-5254. And just a few moments where air tags don't work. And how about we start with Jim. Hello there, Jim. Hey, Kim. What a treat. I finally get to talk to Kim Commando. Oh, well, thank you. And I finally get to talk to Jim.
1: well i have a question please um i've written a book and um i've been encouraged by the publisher to use social media and uh, some of the things that i've been doing is trying to go from uh, a wordpress website that i have to facebook and so i it's an etiquette question as much as anything i wanted to ask you um if if when you're on the receiving end of somebody who's a friend with you on Facebook and they send you an announcement about a book or anything, does does that come off as uh, uh, I don't know what the manipulative or or taking advantage of of the medium? Do you have an opinion about that?
0: I think if it's presented sincerely, I mean, if you were to say, "Hi everyone, I've been working long and hard on this book. You may not have known behind the scenes," and now my book is about ready to be released, and I'd love for you guys to take a preview, look at it, I'd love for you to check it out. Uh, and it would really help me out tremendously if you could share this post with your family members and friends and uh, take check it out on Amazon. And then, you know, people are gonna respond positively to that, they're gonna say, wow, congratulations. And so it becomes more of an accomplishment. So you're not being manipulative, you're just sharing some great news much like uh, new parents might share the the birth of a child or grandparents. Okay. What's your book about?
1: Well, it's, it's called From Rubble to Redemption, A Ground Zero Chaplain Remembers. Wow. Um, I was a Navy Reserve Chaplain, and I went back to Ground Zero after September 11th, and I wanted to get this out in time for the 20th anniversary, and yes. so um, it finally got out this past week, and so I'm just trying to let people know about that.
0: Well, you know what, uh, that topic, nobody, if anybody takes offense to that, there's something wrong with them. Seriously.
1: Oh. I mean... You know uh, what, I I want to commend you about something, too. That's partly why I called. I've noticed over the years, I've listened to you for years, and um, I've noticed that you've always been very supportive about first responders and, and the military and... Um, just the way that you conducted yourself during this pandemic, I thought of how many people were feeling isolated. And then if they called into a show like yours, the personal touches that you add, you don't condescend when somebody asks a simple question they ought to know the answer to. And you obviously care when you respond to people who are going through stuff. I picked up on that numerous times when somebody called in that was having trouble in their life. You take time and you know, it's really ministry. I I could call what I do ministry, but it's it's ministry what you do, and I wanted you to know I appreciate that.
0: Well, you know what? That's like one of the kindest things I've ever heard. Have your mom, you're gonna make me cry, Jim. You're not allowed to make me cry, okay? <laughs> so no, thank you. That was very, very nice of you, and that is really such, really just really heartwarming. So nice of you to say and take the time and promote that book. And I'd like to see a copy of that book too. Boy, Don't you hate it when you look up old friends on Facebook and you think to them, "Wow, they look old." And then you're thinking, "Like, hmm, so do I." Yikes! All right, back to the phones we go. With Julie, hello there, Julie.
2: Hi. Uh, thank you so much for taking my call. I appreciate it. You got it. So um, my question is, uh, what is the best iPad for a piano app? And and I'll I can give you a little backstory. We were gifted a really nice piano. And and we haven't been able to play it. Um, we haven't been able to find a piano teacher to come to our house because of COVID. And oh, yeah. We can't find somebody else. We can't find, you know, nobody wants um, students in their house for lessons and stuff. So I've been researching um, apps for to learn the piano. And I have no idea what kind of iPad to get.
0: Okay, so you don't have or, a, you don't have an iPad either. You're just thinking like this would be a great way to do it. Yes, exactly. You know you're pretty smart. Um, have you ever played a musical instrument? I have. I, in high school, I played trumpet. Oh, of course, you know, I, well, you know what? I've tried every instrument and I could just never get it. I mean, when my parents gave me money uh-huh. to take piano lessons, I actually pocketed it. <laughs> and then, they, <laughs> after like two years, my father looked at me and goes, you know what, honey, you've been playing the same song for two years. Maybe this is not the thing for you. And I'm like, oh gosh, really? You think so? Um <laughs> uh, Yes. So, and so here in our living room, we have a piano, but it's a player piano. So that's if that tells oh. you anything, you just hit a button and all of a sudden it goes, that does everything. I'm like, hey, this Yamaha thing is actually pretty sweet. All right. So <laughs> here's the deal. Uh, so as far as the iPad, I'm not going to walk you through the iPad. Basically, the, the only way to buy an iPad is that you look at how much money that you have to spend. Uh-huh. And, then, and then you buy the iPad that fits in that budget. Um, I would encourage okay. I would encourage you to buy a bigger iPad than a smaller iPad. You may not need the twelve inch, twelve point six inch, but the ten inch is probably like a minimum. I don't want you to sit there with an iPad mini. Uh, especially do you have readers? Mm. Yes. Okay. Don't but get don't get the mini. Okay. Just get, okay. get the biggest iPad that you can afford. Okay. Because I don't okay. I don't want you sitting there saying, "Oh, what is that going on with the screen? And then you're trying to look at the keys, you're trying to look at the lessons, things mm-hmm. like that." So, right. The iPad is uh, it's really fabulous when it comes to instruction like piano because you can see it and you can simulate it. Now, there are free apps and there are paid apps. I would encourage you to go with a paid app at least for the okay. first at least for the first month because you're going to be Enthusiastic, you're gonna wanna learn. And with the paid apps, you can see exactly what's going on. And then you can, they're gonna teach you music theory by just playing parts of certain songs. So you're gonna get a lesson as well. So you're just not repeating keystrokes. Mm. iPads are just amazing devices. All right, as we all are starting to travel again, you might be wondering if it's tech smart to put an Apple AirTag tracker in your luggage. It is, as long as you know the one place where the tracker doesn't work. Now, in case you don't know, even living in a cave, these AirTags are about the size of a quarter and they use Bluetooth from other iPhones to determine where they're located. I have them on all my car keys, my bike, I even have one on Abby, the golden retriever. And using the Find My app, you can see every AirTags location associated with your account. So it's definitely a great idea to throw one into your chucked baggage. This way, you can see whether or not your bag actually makes it to your destination, right? But there is a time when the AirTag is completely worthless that's when the luggage is traveling through the airport's inner conveyor belt system because, well, there just aren't enough iPhones nearby for the AirTag to work. So, But once your luggage is out of there, you'll know exactly where your bag is located and hopefully it's within reach. Hey, stay right where you are coming up. We have more of your phone calls as well as five legitimate ways to make money online you don't want to miss. Hey, it's Kim Commando today, and coming up in just a few moments, five signs that your security camera was hacked, and five steps to make sure it doesn't happen to you, and then still to come later on this hour, best place to put your router to fix that lagging Wi-Fi, and also the safest way to buy things. And before we go back to all of your fantastic phone calls, five legitimate ways where you can make money online right now. Let me tell you, first off, the very worst thing you can do is Google search, make money at home. You will get scammed. So, Here are five legitimate ways to make money, starting with transcribing conversations for anyone from doctors to movie directors. Here's a website that you want to check DailyTranscription.com for opportunities. Once again, that's DailyTranscription.com. Number two on our list is search engine evaluation. Now, one way that companies test their websites is by hiring folks just like you to give them feedback. You're going to find those jobs at Appin.com. Number three on our list, you can make up to $30 an hour as a virtual assistant. You can find employers looking for full-time, part-time assistance on sites like Upwork and FlexJobs and Virtual.com. Number four, yes, you can be a mystery shopper and make money by helping stores make sure that the shelves are stocked and the items are where they should be. And you can sign up uh, through Field Agent. I actually tried that once myself. I just wanted to see how it worked. And I was sent to a local Walgreens to see what the Procter & Gamble detergent looked like on the shelf. And... I took a picture and I made like 8 bucks. Uh, number five on our list, answer company calls as a customer service rep. Yes, you can do that. Uh, workingsolutions.com has just a ton of jobs posted. And so you can learn more about these money-making opportunities. I have an ebook up on Amazon all about it or on your Kindle. Just search for my last name. That's Commando with a K, of course. All right. Up next, we have Zeb. Hi there, Zeb. Hi, Kim. How you doing? Fantastic. What's going on?
2: Good. It's really awesome to um, get to talk to you. I've been um, watching your show, or I've been listening rather, um, for about two or three weeks now um, on my commute. And I pretty much, I leave it on just to be sure that, you know, I I uh, hear you whenever I get in the car and um, I, you know, listen to you the whole drive home.
0: Oh, well, that's sweet. So you just found the show a couple of weeks ago?
2: Yeah, yeah, yep. That's I listen awesome. to you and I, I really like Gary Magdamer as well. That's awesome. All
0: right. So what's going on, Zeb?
2: Um, so like you said, um, I'm a music producer. And um, for the first time in a couple of years, I'm building a new computer. And um, one thing that's really scaring me is um, as a music producer, I have giant sound libraries. Um, I have, you know, a sample folder and inside my sample folder is, you know, samples of guitars um, you know, pianos, basses, and then inside those folders are like, you know, different keys. You know, A <laughs> wow. sharp, B flat, oh, wow. B like. So there's hundreds and hundreds of files that are organized within files and in files and in folders. And
0: so, what kind so of music? What is, kind of music do you produce?
2: Oh, i I produce all different kinds of music. Um, my favorite kinds to produce are like jazz lounge music oh, and fine. alternative music. And I also like to produce um, electronic music as well. But I do all different kinds of music. Thanks for asking.
0: Yeah, that's pretty awesome. OK, so you just have files upon files upon files upon folders and folders and folders. And, and you know what? I totally get that because, you know, being in the radio industry, we've got sound effects and, you know, this file and that and- file. We actually also produce the Mannheim Steamroller uh, Christmas show. So I understand where you're going from. There's a lot of stuff. So so what's not happening for you?
2: Well, so the last time that I've done this, and um, whenever my friends do this, uh, they always run into the uh, block of just just transferring large sound libraries, just the idea of like transferring your entire sample library to maybe like Google Drive, and then you upload it, and it takes hours to upload it, and then whenever you go to download it, maybe on a new computer, you find out that like uh, dozens of files are missing here, and a couple files are missing there, and a couple files are missing here, And next thing you know, you have to do a lot of work to find out what's missing where.
0: Exactly. And then whenever
2: you go to, whenever you go to download your programs, like your audio programs, you know, as you might imagine, I have all kinds of effects and, you know, reverbs and plugins and delays downloaded.
0: It's a lot. So when you go missing. It's like a puzzle. I mean, you're like, oh my gosh, where is it? I knew it was somewhere. Okay. So here's, let me give you, here's what I would do is that I would take a look at, first of all, I'd buy an external hard drive. Um, the uh, Western Digital has something called the cloud home, personal cloud storage. And so what we're going to do is you're actually going to make this like a NAS on your uh, network attack storage on your um, on your network there at the house or your office, wherever, studios, wherever it is. And then you're going to copy everything over to it, but you're going to buy something called Terracopy. And Terracopy is only 25 bucks. But what it does Zep, is you're going to love this because after it copies, it goes, hmm, I have to make sure that I got everything, and you're like, oh, thank you for that. I really appreciate hey, it. Yes, please. That was really awesome <laughs> of you. For just twenty five bucks, you'll do that for me, and you're like, they're like, yes, I will do that for you. So, uh, so let me send you a couple of links. Uh, first of all, to the the Home Duo from Western Digital, and then also to the TerraCopy for Windows. Uh, And for everybody else, in case you're looking for this type of solution, is that we will always post links over in the Q&A forum over inside the Commando community, too. So if you're looking for, like, what did she say about that? Well, just look over to the Commando community. Isn't it just so great that our music is in the cloud right now, so you have access to it wherever you are? Love that. Or whatever device you're using, too. Let's go ahead and do a great tip. Five signs that your security camera is hacked. And this week is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Now, you probably already know that there are data brokers out there selling your internet data off to companies that are serving you these targeted ads. But you might be surprised to learn that they're also selling your information to the Department of Homeland Security and, yes, the IRS. That's why, to mask my digital footprints, I use ExpressVPN, one of the easiest ways for brokers to aggregate data and tie it back to you is through your device's unique IP address. You know that. When you're connected to ExpressVPN, your IP address is hidden making it so much more difficult for data brokers to identify who you are. So ExpressVPN, it encrypts 100% of network traffic to keep your data safe from hackers on public Wi-Fi. That's why I use ExpressVPN on all my devices, my phone, my computer, even my home Wi-Fi router. You just tap once, and that's it. You're protected. Now, if you go to this special link, you're going to get three months free. Okay, three extra months free. That's expressvpn.com slash Kim, expressvpn.com slash Kim. All right. When you're setting up your security cameras, the first thing that you need to do is make sure that you put you lock it down. You use two-factor authentication. You get any type of firmware updates that are available as well. And then you probably have heard reports where, you know, somebody will say, you know, I had a security camera in my kid's room and then I started hearing some strange voices. Yeah. That has happened and it can happen. And you don't know where else that recording could be going. And maybe all of a sudden your security camera starts moving on its pedestal all by itself. And you're like, hmm, what's going on there? Um, make sure that your updated settings, it could also maybe mess things up. Like I mean, you didn't change the camera's name, but suddenly it started changing. Maybe you get a message that says change your password or upgrade your firmware or, or this has already happened. Okay, That could also be a sign that somebody was in there. Um, Maybe that you are using too much data, and if you look at your internet consumption, your data usage, that you start seeing go up, and you're like, hmm, what's going on with that? Or maybe that you start seeing a lot of data being transferred from point A to point B on your network. And finally, your camera's LED light is on, but you're not using it. And that's why I like security cameras, especially if they're going to be in your house, if they have one of those little shutters, because this way... If you feel like, hi, hey, I'm home and I don't, want to, don't know where it's going on, just want to move that shutter to make sure that nobody can actually record when you're doing something privately. So bottom line here is you want to password protect your Wi-Fi. You want to don't use the same username and password. You know that. Make sure that you have decent passwords, good passwords, and as I mentioned before, that two-factor authentication and turn on auto-update. And then those cameras should be pretty well locked down. Still to come this show, we have, let's see, a great tip on the best place to put your router in case that Wi-Fi is just lagging. And then later on, the safest way to buy things. Yes, you won't want to miss that here on Kim Commando Today. All right, let's talk about the best place to put your router. Because if your Wi-Fi in your house is lagging, there are some simple fixes that start with router. Which, by the way, I got a call on the show recently. Guy had his router for 10 years. Oh, my gosh. And he wanted to know if it was time to get a new one. Yes, it's time to get a new one. (laughs) 10 years. Wow. And he's wondering why the fiber doesn't want to work on on an old router. By the way, if you do need a new router is head over to commando.com slash router quiz and you just answer a few questions and our AI and IT geniuses will recommend the best router for you. Once again, that's commando.com slash router quiz. But let's talk about your home router because it's super important. Just keeps working day in, day night and your internet connection and distributes it all throughout your home using wireless signals. So, The ideal router placement depends on where you need strong Wi-Fi. If you work from home and you sit on a lot of video calls, your home office is probably the best option. Now, one place you don't want to put the router is in your garage, in your basement, or in your attic. You want to go with a really central spot on the main floor of your home. And next, it's better to put your router up high because those radio waves usually spread the signal downward. Mounting on the wall usually works great, or you can put your router on top of a high shelf. And if your router has antennas, make sure that they all aren't pointing in the same direction. And remember, your router is shooting waves to every device in your house. So you want to tilt the router's antennas to have multiple ones at different angles so they can reach other areas. But I can't stress the importance of having an up-to-date router. And if you're just new, if your house is over, say, 2,000 square feet, you really want to look at getting a mesh router. And if you're not sure what to get, and, you know, it's overwhelming you go to places like Amazon or Best Buy or what have you, Just head over to commando.com slash router quiz. Once again, that's commando.com slash router quiz. All right, back to the phones we go with Dwight. Hi, Dwight. Hi, Kim. Uh, Well,
3: thanks. I appreciate you uh, taking my call. I've uh, listened to you for a number of years uh, off and on, and it's a real pleasure to speak with you, especially since I don't get the chance to uh, talk to digital goddesses very often. But... (laughs) but uh I've got a question I, and again I'm not a very uh computer savvy uh type person uh, all right. but um, um i've got a uh I've got a consulting business i'm a retired police officer and uh we work with companies and train supervisors managers on how to identify people on drugs. We also do workplace violence prevention and some uh active shooter training and uh up to this point, it's all been live sessions uh in in-house okay but uh since covid uh came around uh of course uh, a lot of companies have curtailed uh, live training and uh we have done some virtual stuff but i'm like you i'm really tired of zoom <laughs> and uh we just uh, you know one of the reasons for that is because uh, it's just uh, we're very limited as to what we can present uh, in zoom and make it effective and uh, one of the things that we kind of pride ourselves on is bringing uh, a little more entertainment into the program and uh, keep people's interest. Uh, we, we have various uh, um, things that we bring in, like paraphernalia and those sort of things. So I guess what now what I'm trying to develop is a program where we can film a live session uh, so that we can show the things that we normally do. But then put it online so that our clients can access that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how to set it up so that they can pay for access it. the program and then pay for it. Yeah, and uh, and for us to maintain uh, control of because we do have some proprietary uh, videos that we show, and um, yeah, you know, I need to maintain some control of that. So, do you have any ideas?
0: Well. It's, it, it, it's a big ask, but fortunately with the internet, it's a lot easier than it has been in the past. Okay. Hmm. Um, how many hours of classes do you think that you have?
3: How many hours? Mm
0: -hmm. Uh,
3: You mean as far as the length of the classes, or or, uh,
0: yeah, or how many classes? I mean, how many different classes do you have, and what do you think the total time running is on that?
3: Yeah, well, that's a good question. I mean, it it all depends on what the client's needs are. Uh, We go anywhere from full day classes, uh, or uh, as as short as two hours uh, in sessions. uh, You know, for people who been through some of our programs already and, and already have an idea of what we're so,
0: doing. So are these, wait, let me back up then just a second, Dwight. Mm-hmm. So are these products that, that you want to sell to individual companies or is this something that you want to say, thank you for your call. We can, you can go watch this video that, that is pretty generic.
3: No, they, uh, we would be uh, selling the, the training sessions. Okay. And uh, so, right. that, so that because, because most companies have uh some kind of uh, a drug-free workplace policy in place and since most states will require that their supervisors any company that does drug testing has to be trained so that's what the, these sessions are all about okay. So we can uh, okay. give them the training
0: all right i get it um okay so i, I know you mentioned zoom <laughs> fatigue we do have some mm-hmm. fatigue yeah but yeah. zoom has something where you can do what's called webinars meaning that you're the host and you can have anywhere from a hundred to 10,000 people that are watching this webinar and people can raise their hand and ask questions, but the, that can tie into a PayPal account. So if somebody wants to, or a company or a city a department, whatever it may be. And they say, listen, we need 25 people to take this class. You could have a custom zoom room, so to speak with all your logos and things like that. They have paid using PayPal and they get an authentication email that gives them the code to let them get in based upon that they've paid to get into that. Okay. Uh mm-hmm. and that's probably you could be up and running in that in probably two hours. I mean but you just have to upload some logos uh you can do polls there's q a's at the end there's post event surveys uh you can sell transcripts it's integrated with um, some email marketing if you wanted to you could do live streaming out to facebook live and youtube um, there's language interpreter support as well so if you needed to have it in english and spanish you could do that too so i see so it, it, well, I, so I a, it will elevate where you're at most definitely today by looking at something like a Zoom solution with PayPal. So take a look at Zoom, go to Zoom, look at webinars and then with PayPal integration. It's actually something that I've been looking at myself because I thought, wow, you know, if we could turn this on in just a you know, an hour or so, it makes it a lot of sense. Dwight, thank you so much for your call. You know, and as you're setting up your business, I always want to remind folks that it's A good idea to look at Google AdWords. It can be a cost-effective way for you to boost sales, to get additional links to your website. We've got a whole how-to guide over at commando.com. Just search for Google AdWords, and that'll pop up. How to get started, the best keywords to use, and it's how much a cost per click should be. And again, that's commando.com. Just search for Google AdWords. One of the things that I love in my life right now is that I don't have to carry a wallet. What? Yes. In my wallet, I have all of my credit cards, my driver's license, and I also have the key to my car on my phone. So I just carry my phone wherever it is. Now, if you haven't set up the payment methods, today is the day for you to do that. Both iPhones and Androids, they have apps that store your credit cards. On your iPhone, you're going to use the Apple Wallet app. On Android, it's called Google Pay. And when you're done shopping, you're just going to tap your phone against the credit card reader at checkout to pay. It's super convenient, but Here's the deal. It's also safer than credit cards because the apps don't show your real credit card number to the merchant. It just basically works by using a scanner. And every purchase made using Apple Wallet or Google Pay gets verified using your fingerprint or your facial ID. And all these layers, they make it one of the safest ways to pay for things, especially at the gas pump. And don't forget, 24-7, you can find me at my website. That's commando.com. One more thing, make sure that you sign up for our free tech newsletters delivered right to your inbox. Head over to commando.com slash subscribe now while you're thinking about it. Once again, that's commando.com slash subscribe. And thanks for listening. I appreciate you.